Hello, everybody. I'm Megan Brinks, and this is Level Up College, a podcast to help you be the best college student that you can be. And today I am so excited because I am here with a good friend of mine, um, Tim Clark, and he is going to be sharing some insights from the professor's perspective um, of ways to make the most out of your classes. And so, Tim, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Most definitely, as Megan said, uh, my name is Tim Clark. Uh, I currently serve in a couple of different capacities here on our campus. Um, I serve as the Executive Director of Enrollment Services. I have also worked in our records office as an assistant registrar, as well as a academic success coach advising students. And in my current role, I am also an adjunct professor in the communications department, teaching a few different speech courses. This is so awesome. I'm so excited to have you on because legit, I feel like you could just do this podcast. Oh, no, you are the one. You are definitely more acclimated to this, but I, I'm, I'm more of the, the back and forth conversation. So I, I'm a big fan of podcasts. So I'm excited to uh, be a part of it. So to start off with, yeah, you teach speech, some speech classes, and that's what we really want to dive in today. Um, can you tell us, like, what would be some of your typical students, majors? What's your normal student that you see in these classes? Certainly. So I, I currently, uh, currently I'm teaching two different speech classes in this term. So I'm teaching speech 1315, which is um, public speaking, and then I'm teaching speech 1321, which is business and professional speech. And the speech 1315 is going to always be uh, the requirement for the speech requirement. It's an 090 elective credit. It will transfer to any uh, college. It is the basic speech class. And then I always described to students when I was an advisor as the speech 1321 is that class, but wearing a suit. So it's more designed for business students, students that want to uh, make sure that that public speaking is going to be on a level in which they're not just comfortable with it, but they're comfortable talking to a crowd um, um, teaching them something, making sure that they understand a point, and doing it at a very professional level. I'm going to have to steal that analogy from <laughs> my students. Um, and for those of you who might be listening from outside of Texas, what we're talking about with, with those core areas, that is where the core of the state of Texas, which, so if you are here in Texas, those are both great classes to knock out that core area. Um, my students that I advise do a lot of business professional speech. Most definitely. And if you, if you are in another state, most of our speech classes are going to transfer any. Most speech is going to transfer across the board. So um, the content is, is pretty similar across the board but I get the chance to kind of make the class whatever we want it. That's awesome. So diving right in, our big topic for today is really like those silly, easy mistakes that students make that where they lose points. And so what would be maybe your top few ways that students t lose points a lot? Most definitely. So I was thinking about this question uh, when you had sent it to me, and the first thing that popped up, I was actually grading papers at the time. I was like, oh, this will be, be a great instance to determine some of these things. And the thing that I noticed the most is students are very quick to look at the assignment, and then at the bottom, I'll always put some, some bullet points. This is what I expect you to turn in, one, two, and three. And they will go and they will do those one, two, and three, but they will forget to read the instructions of how they are supposed to do these things. So it'll be something very simple of, at the end, I want you to also evaluate your three answers, and they'll forget that part completely. And when you're dealing with three questions plus a self-evaluation at the end, that's 25% of the grade. So just not reading the entirety of the instructions and, and paying attention is really my number one that I kept coming up with. And then the other one, which I know is always um, a constant battle for me, 
is not asking questions. Um, there is still that fear for some college students that they're going to get yelled at if they ask questions. Um, as a professor of speech and the students that I deal with, they are all wanting to get themselves better at public speaking. Even if a student comes in and they're very, very good at this process already, they want to get better. And if a student is fearful of getting up there on stage and they have all the anxiety about it, and that fear will keep them from asking a question that really could just um, solidify in their mind exactly what they, they need to do to be successful in the class. Simple questions. Ask the simple questions. I get paid to answer these simple questions. I, I, I don't get paid whether or not you pass, fail. I want everybody in my class to pass. And so ask your questions. Send it in an email. Send it in a text. Send it however you can contact your instructor. If you're not comfortable raising your hand, ask those questions. Mm -hmm. That was the two that I came up with. Did, yeah. did you have one from your previous experience that kind of popped in? I mean, that second point is really interesting because I'm working on my master's degree right now and Literally the other day, I emailed my professor a question to clarify some due dates because what it looked like to me was that I was going to turn in the same assignment three times. And what I found out was that I was prepared to do to write about three more pages this week than I needed to. That assignment wasn't actually due until later. So, yes, asking those questions um, to make sure that there's actually clarity there. I think the other one that that always was always interesting to me when I was teaching our freshman seminar class here was students who really didn't wrap their heads around the point system. And I know that sounds really silly, but they would do the assignments that were worth not very many points, but then they'd skip the really big point assignments and and didn't understand then why they weren't successful in the class. It, it, it's such a good point because at the beginning of your class, really that first day, everybody knows we're going to go into class, they're going to introduce themselves, and we're going to go over the syllabus. And that syllabus always has pretty much the cheat sheet on how you do well in this class. Here's the here's the breakdown. Here's what you need to concentrate on. And so many students will, will do every single quiz, and my quizzes might only be worth 5% because I give you multiple attempts. I want you to understand the content. And then they'll miss a test, which is 30% of your grade. So that cheat sheet, that 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 breakdown of how everything is graded is so, so important. Yeah. Another thing that I think is really important is paying attention to your due dates and understanding your professor's late policy. Because we have some classes here that they don't accept late work flat out. And we have some classes here where that's not a problem. Um, and so, yeah, really understanding those deadlines and getting yourself organized with those. I, I'm, I'm laughing to myself because as I was talking through my other points, I was thinking, don't forget to talk about the late rules and and what what's, what instructors will accept as far as late uh, work is concerned. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll be honest on my side, if you're a student in my class, number one, communicate with me. Let me know what's going on. If you have a reason, especially with everything going on in the world today, if you have a reason as to why something's going to be late, let me know. Just tell me. I promise you, if it is a legitimate reason, I don't want to take points off of your grade. But also, should you miss that due date and uh, I take off 15%, don't just immediately think, I'm, I'm not going to do that assignment. It's not worth it. Give me something to grade. Like I said, I want everybody in my class to pass. I want you to get from your point A to your point B, and I want you to do that as efficiently as possible. And if you give me nothing, there's really nothing I can do to help that grade. Yes, that is so true. And I know professors that will literally, if you turn it in late, it will be 50% maximum. 
but 50% is still way more than 0%. Exactly. Um, I think that communicating with your professors is such a big deal because I I work so much as sometimes a liaison between students and professors and making that bridge happen. Um, And there's so many students when I reach out to them about why their grades falling or whatnot that they'll tell me, goodness, their kids are sick and their job, somebody got laid off at their job and so they're working 60 hours a week and also their mother has cancer and like all of this stuff. And I'll ask them, well, did you tell your professor? Like, have you communicated any of this to your professor? And they haven't 99% of the time. So that's really important. Well, And I think it goes back to that fear again of, mm-hmm. of seeing that professor as a human. Um, believe me, there's things that are going on in my life sometimes where I'm slow to grade. But I, I, I sometimes want to tell students, hey, this is what's going on in my life this week. Because I, you, sometimes, and I remember as a student in, in during my undergraduate in particular, thinking, oh, that person has everything going perfectly. They yes. make sure that they have everything done. But I'll tell you from an instructor point of view, there's things going on in life sometimes that I am very, very prepared for class. And everything gets done but sometimes it's a struggle and I I owe that to the students to be prepared but also there's things going on in life so please communicate with us we will help you and above all anybody that's a professor in a class was one time a student in a class and they remember what it was like so become a human to them because they're humans as well so have that have that back and forth absolutely that's such a good point um yeah like everybody gets flat tires on their way to work Okay, so we've talked a lot about maybe some things for students to pay more attention to. Are there things that you wish students would stress less about or pay less attention to in your classes? Um, For my classes in particular, I wish students would pay less attention to how their peers are doing at the start of the class. Everybody starts at a whole different level. There's people that start my class that were in speech and debate all through high school. There are people in there that have never raised their hand in a class before and have this anxiety that everybody in the class is judging them. And what I what I wish people would pay a little less attention to is where the people around them are starting from and same thing where they ultimately end up. Um, you're not competing with other people in my class. You're competing with yourself. We want you to get as far as humanly possible from where you start to where you finish is gonna be very different. And I'm gonna grade you based on where you're at and where you're going. We start every class with a PRCA test, which, which kind of tells you um, what your level of comfortability is in um, communicating within different areas. We take that on the very first day of class and we take that on the very last day of class. And what I wanna see is progress. I want to see that you have put forth the work and you're doing better now than you were at the beginning. And that is a grade that I take. So if you start out being perfect, there's not a lot of places to go. Um, But if you start out at a certain level, you're going to go to a different place. So quit paying attention to what the grade of the person next to you is doing and um, pay attention to the things that you can control. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that's a good thing to remember in a lot of areas of your life, too, that you're not competing against everybody else so often sometimes you are if you're applying for a job you're competing against other people for that job same same thing in school if you're applying for a medical school you want to do as well as humanly possible on it but really at the end of the day you can't control what the person next to you has done you can only control the things that you have done so be as prepared as humanly possible Mm -hmm. absolutely 
is there anything, and this is such a big topic, but is there anything that you wish students knew about college in general before they started your class? And, and this is something I know that you and I could talk for days about, which is why I have this podcast. Um, but maybe what would be your top two to three? I don't know, like just a couple. So you're, you're hitting on all of my history here. Um, so I'm going to talk about what I wish students knew and also what I wish I knew. Perfect. Um, things that I wish that students knew. I wish that they knew how important it was to apply for financial aid. Um, even if your parents make millions of dollars, there is so many scholarships out there that are going to require that you fill out that financial aid form. And uh, the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, search for it, get it started. It opens every October for the following year. Get that thing going. Scholarship money, grant money, things like that. Please apply for everything. Um, learn what's going on around campus. I wish that I and students should also become involved. Uh, find something on campus. Get a little bit out of your comfort zone. If it's go to sporting events, if it's um, the English department used to have something here called the Shakespeare Mafia where people would get together and they would read English papers and they would read books and they would talk about them. Find a group of people that are going to push you to become more involved. We know statistically the more involved a student is, the more successful they are in classes. Um, other things that I wish students knew before coming, where to park. Um, make sure that you know where you're parking, where you're going. Make sure you know where the bathrooms are. Um, you're, you don't have to raise your hand and ask to go to the restroom. Go to the restroom, but make sure you know where you're at. Just, just basic things like that. Um, make sure that you have all of your paperwork in order and know that what grade you get in a class is going to follow you on your transcript. Um, I have a really good friend that's an orthopedic surgeon now, and he took a class in dual credit. He and I took it together, and we were in ninth grade, and he got a B in that class. And when he applied for medical school during their interview, they asked him about that class. And I that always has blown my mind. So know that the classes that you're taking now, they matter. They're going to go on your record, and that college transcript is um, going to follow you. And with that in mind, I also wish I knew that once you're into college and you have gotten all the scholarships and classes have started, your high school transcript, or more importantly to my earlier point, what the person beside you got in high school, doesn't really matter as much anymore. We are worried about you here and what you're going to do in this spot. And those are some of the things I wish uh, students paid more attention to. On a personal level, I wish that I knew... Um, that the bookstore was so expensive. Always talk to your instructor and verify that you need the book. Don't open the book out of its plastic coating until your professor says, you have to have this book, open it. Mm -hmm. Because the books are so crazy expensive, it drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. If you wanna go ahead and buy them and be ready, great, but keep those receipts. Make sure you understand the return policy. So if you do get to class the first day, you can still take it back if you need to. Um, I literally had a class this semester that the syllabus, the original syllabus that had been posted had the old books on it. And so I bought them. Thankfully, I had bought them through Amazon, so they were a little bit less expensive. And then he sent out an announcement about two days before class started saying, oh, these were the wrong books. 
you need these other ones instead. And I was really thankful that I could return about $60 worth of books to Amazon um, and save that money. So <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> One other thing that I was thinking of as well is um, we, we talked about, <coughs> excuse me, we, we had talked about the way that you can look in the syllabus and see how the grading process works. And a lot of times there'll be attendance listed on there and it'll say attendance is worth 5% of your grade. And you're like, 5%? That's nothing. Don't use that as an excuse not to go to class. Where where that's going to affect you is when you take the other assignments, the tests, and the quizzes that are worth more substantial points. Go to class. Go to class. That is the best thing that I can tell you is if you're taking a class in person, online, day, night, if you signed up for it, show up to it. It's going to help you so very much. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add or anything you wish I would have asked today? One of, the, one of the things that struck me when we, as we've had this conversation and as I was thinking about it is kind of the changes that we've made over the last year. And business and professional speech used to be a, a strictly in-person class. And one of the things that has changed is the way that we use the, um, the technology, technology that's afforded to us now based on the pandemic that's going on. So we have made that an online class and we used to require um, you to have a certain amount of audience. Obviously, with social distancing, we can't do that. So um, what we've done is I now have to give presentations over Zoom. So we can just use that in our, um, in, in our curriculum and, and include that as an assignment. So one of the things that I, I like to think about is how have we changed and what is going to be the next change? So my question for you would be, this podcast is super interesting and, and, and I love the idea of it. So my question for you becomes like, what's the next big thing that students need to be aware of? We've all had to transition to online. We've all had to transition to maybe not being able to go see that person in person and, and get our questions answered. What, how, how do you think we've taken this um, change and maybe improved upon the model? Mm-hmm. That is such a good question. And I've definitely seen in my job and in jobs kind of in tangent with mine, just the huge surge in just using the technology that was already available to us. Like you're talking about Zoom. Zoom was around before COVID. Um, Skype was around. We, we had the capability to do all of this and we weren't taking advantage of it. Um, I don't know what the next big thing is. I don't know what exactly it is that you need to be aware of, but I would say if something feels a little intimidating, see if see what you can do to break down that barrier. Um, for me, even, even doing this podcast was really intimidating to figure out the technology of it. Um, how do I record audio? How do I edit audio? Where do I upload it? How do I upload it? Like all of these different things. And it was a big reason why I wanted to do it was because it scared me a little bit. (laughs) And not not the process, not like talking about these topics and not talking to guests, but truly the process of how to literally physically (laughs) do it. Um, So that would kind of be what I would say is that if, if you see a technology or you see something that feels a little bit innovative, can you break it down and at least get a little bit comfortable with it, even if you're not going to be an expert at it? Just 
have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, explore, see if that muscle can be strengthened, see if it's something for you. Um, I, I agree with you completely. I, I, I love the entire idea of get a little bit uncomfortable and see if you can get comfortable doing that. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was awesome. I feel like there's about a million ideas now that I have for topics that I want to have you on for. Um, so don't be surprised if you get more calendar invitations from me. I'll be around. You know where to find me. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and so at the end of every episode, um, I always want to give somebody, everybody a challenge or a little bit of homework to do. So this week for our homework or challenge, what I would really encourage you guys to do is take Tim's advice to heart. Communicate with your professors. I know that we're pretty deep into the semester at this point, but if you haven't gone to your professor's virtual or in-person office hours, maybe stop by, um, send an email, just letting them know what's going on, just send them an update. I can guarantee that that they will be happy to get that. Um, So thank you guys for listening. Again, I'm Megan Brinks, and this is Level Up College.